Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. The New York City cast is presented by Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting and has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. Go to PlaySugarHouseSportsbook.com for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugar House. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Good show for you today. We'll do a little bit of everything. Knicks Nets last night. Uh, the Jets host the Eagles Sunday, and the Giants are in Miami taking on the Dolphins. But we'll start again with the baseball. Uh, as we talked about the other day, the Mets have been very aggressive. They bring in Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Mike Carnha. And, of course, the big story, they add Max Scherzer and make it official Monday. And that was the last we talked to you was on Monday. And the Yankees hadn't done anything then. And the Yankees still have not done a damn thing. Well, I, I shouldn't say they haven't done anything. They did make one signing. They signed Jose Peraza to a minor league deal. Jose Peraza hit 204 with six homers in 140 at-bats with the Mets last season. Uh, so big name there, big move for the Yankees. They also did tender a contract to Gary Sanchez. But uh, in terms of the Yankees so far, all these teams spending money, a lot of activity, but a big fat nothing burger from the Yankees so far. And boy, that was the last we talked to you Monday. Since then, Robbie Ray, Cy Young winner, goes to the Mariners. The Rangers spent on one, not one, but two MVP caliber shortstop as they gave Corey Seager 10 years and 
a whole bunch of money to go play in Texas. Uh, same ballpark. He actually won a World Series and a World Series MVP in last fall during the, uh, the, the bubble playoffs of 2020. Marcus Simeon, formerly of the Blue Jays, also goes to the Rangers, as does John Gray, uh, former Rockies pitcher, gets four years, 56 million. Simeon gets uh, five, uh, 175 million from the Rangers. So um, that, that those are the baseball moves. A, a lot going on. Javi Baez, who I wouldn't pay. I think he's completely overrated. Strikes out a ton, doesn't walk. Uh, you know, he's a flashy player, but he goes to the Tigers. Tigers give him $140 million. You can have him. Uh, not a good move. I, I know I know some Mets fans wanted to keep him. To me, that is money not well spent if you're giving Javi Baez $140 million. But uh, to me, this is all about the Yankees and a roster that needs improvement. And look, you're running out of time. You're running out of time and you're running out of ways to bolster this roster and improve this team. Now, there's still guys out there. Carlos Correa is still out there. Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman uh, is also out there, although it does sound like he's probably going back to the Braves unless somebody overpays and just doesn't look like the Yankees' MO at the moment or really their, their MO going forward. It's just, you know, you're running out of guys. You're running out of time if you're the Yankees. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday at, at midnight tonight. The CBA expires, so uh, it looks like we'll be looking at a work stoppage, lockout, call it what you want, but the CBA does expire at midnight. And look, these players, they want to get their money. They want to get settled and, and know where they're going to be playing uh, next season when this thing reopens. So we've seen a flurry of deals. It's been fun, but to me, this is about the Yankees, who haven't been to a World Series since 2009. Uh, have only won one AL East title since 2012. Think about that. One division title since 2012. And think about that. That is unbelievable. This is the New York Yankees. And you, know, you won the division once in basically nine years. It's hard to believe. But uh, just just haven't given you anything so far. And they sit here. They beg you to buy tickets. They beg you to you pay through the nose to go to their ballpark. 45 bucks to park. 20 bucks for a beer. To come in third place. And with all this talent available. This is the offseason they've given you so far. It's really tough to take. Really tough to take. This is a franchise worth six and a half, almost $7 billion. They haven't won in forever. There's no salary cap in baseball. And then a free agency comes around like this with all this talent available. And this is the offseason they give you. They are nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Uh, Jose Peraza on a minor league deal. You must be kidding me. You must. I mean, it, it's a joke. It, it's got to be a joke that the, this is the offseason the Yankees give you. And, but, oh, by the way, come buy our tickets. You know, we're still going to raise the prices on you. Uh, we're still going to charge you 45 bucks to park. We're still going to take all your money. We're just not going to spend our money. You know, your money is okay to spend. Our money, we are very careful with. That is the Yankees' MO now. That's just the way they do business now. Uh, George Steinbrenner is long gone, and and he was all about winning – these guys that run the team now, his son, uh, Hal, is is not about winning. He's about making profits and keeping those profits. And to me, it's just ridiculous. You know, they email me about buying tickets. And you know what I tell them? I say, and this is the truth. This is the God's honest truth. I tell them, you guys don't spend your money, so I'm not spending mine. You know, I'll go to a Mets game. Uh, instead, the Mets, look, Mets just spent $255 million just from Friday night to Monday. $255 million. What do the Yankees give you? Jose Peraza. Now I'm sure they'll add somebody. They'll get, you know, they'll give you a B-level guy. They'll, they'll 
try to make it look good. They're going to give you somebody here, but you know, you just don't get the impression the Yankees are going all out to win because they're not. And the Mets are, the Mets are going for it. The Mets are trying to win and the Yankees are out basically just to take your money and put it in their pocket. They don't care about winning anymore. And you know what they want to do? They want to win just enough to stay in the hunt. They want to win just enough to say, Hey, we tried, we'll get them next year. Keep coming to the ballpark. The Yanks just want to stay in the race. They're not trying to win the race. They're just trying to stay in it. And, you know, they want their participation trophy and a whole bunch of your money, by the way, uh, as well. So that's the Yankees MO to get you to buy tickets, get you to buy a beer, get you to pay to park, you know, 25 bucks for the, the lousy hard as a rock chicken tenders and, and fries they sell you. You know, they want you to buy all of that. They want you to come to the ballpark and your return on investment as a fan is, is Jose Peraza. It's really, you can't, can't make it up. It, it's really tough to take. It's a sad state of affairs for the Yankees. Really sad, really tough. You know, if they sit here and they give you Angelton Simmons or, or somebody at shortstop with all these guys available, it's really, it's tough to take. So fans should say, you know what, call me when you want to win. I'll be uh, come back to me. I'll be back to you. Once you guys start to spend your money, I'll spend mine. That's how fans should handle it. There's, there's really no other recourse. If you're a Yankee fan, uh, just frustrating. Like I said, they'll get somebody. They'll fake it. They'll get a B level free agent and sell it as their big move. But, you know, barring some big change based on what we've seen, it's looking like another quiet winner, another failed off season for the Yankees. And if you're a Yankee fan, how can you be happy with this? How can you be happy with what they've given you or haven't given you? I mean, this is, you know, this is a league with no salary cap. This, you, there's all this talent available, and this is what they give you, nothing. It, it's really tough to take all these teams making moves, bringing in big-time players, pitchers, shortstops, and Yankees have done nothing, just not participated. And really, as a fan, there's only one thing you can do, and that is not go to the ballpark. Just stop enabling this garbage they're giving to us as fans because it, it's not good enough. So stop accepting it. I, that's all you can really do as a Yankee fan. Uh, the Mets are, are on the headlines. The, the Mets are making moves. They're trying to win. And, and the Yankees are basically doing nothing. They're checking in with this guy, talking with that guy. But it, it's pretty frustrating to sit here and watch them spend like the Kansas City Royals. And, and, you know, everything's a tight budget. Everything has to be the right price. It, it's really tough to take. So. That's the baseball. Sounds like we're going to get a whole bunch uh, of moves today on top of what we've already gotten. It's too bad. It takes an impending work stoppage to get some free agency activity. Usually, you know, it's a stalemate for all the big guys and, and it drags into February and even March. Remember a couple of years back, Machado and Harper took them forever to sign. Uh, I think it was late February, early March for those guys. So we've had a lot of moves. Uh, the Rangers, like I mentioned, I thought that was interesting. They signed Marcus Simeon, who's a hell of a player, shortstop, MVP finalist, really good player. But he's a shortstop, and they signed him for $175 million. Okay. What do they do the next day? They signed Corey Seager, who's also a shortstop, but they give him $300 million, which to me is awkward. You know, if I'm Simeon, I'm, I'm saying, you know what, I know Seager's really good, but he's always hurting. I don't know. Is Corey Seager really $125 million better than me? That's, that's an awkward situation. To me, he's not. To me, they're pretty similar players. Uh, especially when you consider Seager's injury history, never on the field. I mean, he really have has a hard time staying healthy. So uh, that's an interesting scenario there. They do add Seager, they add Simeon, they add Jad Gray. They get a lot better. Uh, just an awkward situation though for Simeon to get to get 175, and then they they sign somebody with the same position, 300 million. Very awkward. 
probably too early to ask for a trader to renegotiate that contract if you're Simeon, but I did think that was interesting. Uh, I would think Simeon will probably play second and Seager at short. Uh, although as Seager gets older, I, I would think he moves off a shortstop and, and probably plays the third base. Probably plays third base, especially you know with all of his injuries. You figure at third, less wear and tear, less running around. So uh, the Rangers are making moves. Um, in terms of the landscape of the AL East, the, the Blue Jays, they lose Simeon. They lose Robbie Ray to the Mariners. Uh, they do add Kevin Gossman for $110 million. These guys are getting a ton of money. Uh, all of a sudden, that Gary Cole contract, that Giancarlo Stanton contract, they don't look as bad considering all the money these guys are getting. Um, so that's the Blue Jays. The Red Sox have been quiet. Like the Yankees haven't really done much. Uh, the Rays are always quiet. They are, you know, they're subtle, but they're quiet. They did add Corey Kluber. The Yanks, we know, have done nothing. Uh, the Orioles add Rudnett Odor. Not sure that quite puts them over the top, but uh, that's a couple of Yankees from last year who do stay in the division with Kluber and Odor. The NL East, the Mets, we covered them. They made a lot of moves. The Braves and Phillies, they've been quiet. Uh, Nationals, they're in a rebuild. Don't expect them to do a lot. The Marlins, who have a ton of pitching, they're actually kind of a sleeper team. They trade for Jacob Stallings, the Pirates catcher a lot of people like, really good defensively. They also trade for Joey Wendell. They get him from the Rays. I guess they gave up a pretty big prospect uh, in that deal that's going to the Rays. And knowing the Rays, that prospect will turn into like a five-time All-Star because the Rays are just really good at what they do. They also add the Marlins do uh, Avisail Garcia. That's the Marlins snare. So that Marlins are a sleeper. They have a ton of arms, a bunch of hard throwers. Sandy Alcantara, who they extended, Trevor Rogers, Sixto Sanchez, Lopez. Marlins have a ton of pitching. So uh, that division, those division odds to me will be interesting when they come out. Uh, World Series odds are already posted. The National League odds are already posted, American League and so forth. The division odds aren't up. It'll be interesting to see if the Mets are favored to win that division uh, with the World Series champs Braves in it. I, I don't know that, you know, I, I, my guess is it'll probably be a toss-up either way. Maybe the Mets will be a slight favorite just because of the two big pitchers, but that'll be something to keep an eye on. That'll be an interesting market there and in the NL East, which is, you know, pretty good division. Sounds like the Phillies will add some players here, maybe Conforto, maybe another pitcher. Uh, sounds like they are not done. And sounds like the Mets aren't done either. According to John Heyman, the Mets are still looking to add a bat, still looking to add an arm. Remember, they get Robinson Cano back, who somehow, I mean, he was suspended last year due to PDC. He somehow has two years left on his deal, which is hard to believe. That was one of the worst trades of all time. But Cano is going to be back next year, so you figure you'll pencil him into the lineup, although he is dealing with back issues. Uh, he left his winter league team shut down early. So I don't know if you can count on him. I don't know if you want to count on him if you're the Mets. I would not. So the Mets, you know, it's great with DeGrom and Scherzer, but that's still not a finished product. You know, the pitchers behind DeGrom and Scherzer are a little shaky. You could definitely use one more good arm. Uh, Walker was terrible in the second half of the season. Uh, Carrasco gave you nothing. McGill, the rookie, was okay, not bad, but could definitely use another quality starter, probably one more bullpen arm. Uh, everyone can always use one more bullpen arm. Can never have too many arms out there. That's just how it goes. Uh, so that's the baseball. The Mets have some juice. The Yankees are on the side of a milk carton. When we come back, we'll do the NFL and we'll give you some picks there. This is the New York City cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. 
Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you. From now through February for only $99. The daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of football season for only $99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we are back. This is the New York City cast presented by Play Shook House Sportsbook. NFL this week, Giants are in Miami taking on the Dolphins. It seems as though Daniel Jones is going to miss this game with a next strain and Mike Lennon will start. Uh, you know, I got the alert that Jones would be out and quickly I checked the app, see what the line was, try to get the Dolphins at a cheaper price. Not that Jones is going to move the line too much. And before the news, the line was three and a half. And after the news... The line still three and a half. So uh, if you're the Giants, never a good sign when you're starting quarterback. Your supposedly franchise quarterback gets hurt and the line doesn't move. The line just doesn't seem to care. So that one stays at three and a half. Seems like Jones could miss up to a few weeks with the next train. But that's, that's one hell of a next train to miss a few weeks uh, with a neck injury. He is going to practice this week. And Joe Judge said he can't rule anything out. But it does seem like London is going to start. Uh, Mike Glennon has obviously bounced around, played for a handful of teams, played for the Jaguars last year, uh, four or five starts. Actually didn't play terribly, I remember, because I bet against him when the Jaguars played the Browns, and he actually played pretty well. I remember the Jaguars covered that game uh, against Cleveland. Threw seven touchdowns last year, five interceptions. You know, uh, not a bad backup, not a top-tier backup either. Uh, you know, I would say he's probably – in the middle, just an average backup, but somebody who's not going to kill you, not awful. Had some good years in Tampa as a starter, threw 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions one year. That was 2013. 2014, he regressed, eventually got benched, and Tampa ended up with the worst record in the league. That's when they took Winston with the first pick in the draft, and then he bounced around from there, played for a few teams, uh, Bears, Cardinals, Jags, Raiders. Uh, in Chicago with the Bears, he did start a handful of games as kind of, you know, the placeholder when Mitch Trubisky was drafted that his rookie year, that was 2017, Glennon started a handful of games. Uh, Glennon actually entered that season as the starter, played four or five games. Trubisky came in and Glennon's basically bounced around as a backup since then. So that's your Mike Glennon content for the day. Uh, he's actually not terrible. You know, it's sad, but I don't think it's a huge drop-off from Jones to Glennon. Now, Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator for the Giants, probably can't do some of the RPO stuff he could do with Jones. So some of the more creative play calls in terms of the QB using his legs, that stuff kind of goes by the wayside. But other than that, you know, he's got enough playmakers. He'll, he'll know what to do where, you know, get the ball out of his hands quickly, uh, make the right read, that kind of stuff where, you know, he's got enough play playmakers around him with Galladay, Barkley, Ingram, Slayton. That's, a, you know, a decent set of weapons. So. Uh, 
I don't know that it's a huge drop off from Jones to Glennon. We'll see if Sterling Shepard comes back. Kadarius Tony still banged up. We'll see if the Giants get those guys back. Uh, that would help. Those guys are both still listed as questionable. I guess they're going to do light workouts today in practice. And look, everyone's got injuries. It's not like this Giants team is a Super Bowl contender being derailed by injuries and, and bad luck. But man, every time you look up, someone on the offense is out. I mean, one guy comes back, two more guys go out. Uh, Barkley's missed a huge chunk of the season, as we know. Gaudet's missed a million games. I mean, they come back, and now Tony's hurt again. Shepard's out. Darius Slayton missed a month with a hamstring. It just it never ends. Uh, and now the quarterback is hurt. So Glennon in, Jones out. Could be out for multiple weeks. Dolphins are favored by three and a half. Total is 41. Uh, Miami's playing well, you know, won four in a row. Had high expectations coming into the year. Thought they'd be a playoff team. You know, they won 10 games last year. Had all those picks. Had a young quarterback. Uh, their, their total, their season win total was nine and a half. And then they win week one in New England. So they're feeling good. They're one and oh, they beat the Patriots. Uh, big expectations. Then they lost seven straight to go to one and seven. Just a disaster season. Now they've won four in a row, uh, starting with that Thursday night game in Baltimore where they just blitzed Lamar. And, you know, that's gotten them going. They're now at five and seven. And like the Giants, they're kind of in the mix here for a playoff spot. Kind of on the fringe. Now the loser of this game, it's not officially eliminated, but this is essentially uh, an elimination game. Whoever wins this game is still in it, I would say, but neither of these teams can really afford a loss at this point. Uh, as for a pick on this game, I don't really like a side. I do think Miami wins, but I think the Giants' defense will play well again. They've played pretty well. They can rush the passer. They're, they're good against the pass, not as good against the run. It's just that three and a half, that, that extra half point terrifies me, uh, especially in a low scoring game, not a lot of points. I just, that three and a half, I could definitely see, you know, a 2017, a 24, 21 type of game. My play here would be the under. I haven't bet it yet, but I do think I'm going to, uh, you know, if you could just bet the first half under 20, that's probably the way to go. Uh, just cause I don't want a scenario where let's say the Giants are down 10 late and Glennon's dropping back to pass every down, playing catch up. That could end poorly. That, that I want no part of, you know, that could be uh, a, a pick six, a strip sack. That's a scenario at the end of the game where you could get some cheap points. So uh, I think you kind of narrow your handicap, really isolate it better. If you just play the first half, I think it'll be a low scoring game, especially early. You figure with Glennon, the Giants will be conservative. Uh, they got Barkley back. They got Booker back so they can run the ball and, uh, try to lean on their defense similar to last week. So I lean Miami, but my best play is the under and more specifically the under the first half. That's the Giants. As far as the Jets, uh, we'll be doing another CityCast crossover with Ryan Rothstein, who hosts the Philadelphia CityCast for the Jets-Eagles. So we'll do more on that game later in the week. Uh, Eagles' second straight trip to MetLife after losing last week 13-7 to to the Giants. The Eagles are favored by seven. Uh, the total's 45. Mentioned Daniel Jones being banged up. Well, the Jets also have a quarterback that's nicked up. Zach Wilson limped off the field at the end of the Texans game, re-aggravated re his sprained knee. Does sound like he's good to go. Sounds like he's practicing fully and is on track to play. So uh, I'm not saying this facetiously or to be mean or anything, but I would love the Jets Sunday if anyone other than Zach Wilson was a quarterback, whether that be Joe Flacco our boy, Mike White, who's in witness protection, uh, Josh Johnson, 
you name it, Chad Pennington, Ray Lucas, anyone, just give me anyone other than, uh, than Zach Wilson. And I think the jets would be in decent shape. Cause I actually think they match up. Okay. Uh, with the Eagles run game. I don't think you can push the jets around the jets actually have some decent players on the defensive line. So I think it'll be a lower scoring game, similar to the, the, the dolphins giants game. I just don't like Wilson against that defense. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. The Jets offense this year, and this is a pretty damning stat. I think I mentioned it the other day. The Jets offense with Wilson this year is averaging 260 yards. Without Wilson, they're averaging 454 yards. So with Wilson at quarterback 260, with anyone else at quarterback 454, and that includes you know Josh Johnson, Flacco, White, you name it. So Wilson's just not ready, or it's just not any good, or it's both. Uh, I do think this line's a little too high. You know, to be laying seven here with the Eagles, I just – I'm not there yet. Uh, I just think that they're all, they're not good enough on offense. Now, they do also have a banged-up quarterback, and similar to the Jets, uh, Hurts with a sore ankle. Similar to the Jets, though, Gardner Minshew's the backup. And, boy, I actually like the, the Eagles better with Minshew. I think he throws the ball much better. Now, he doesn't have the same element in terms of running the ball, keeping it, RPOs, all that. But, you know, he throws it much better than Hurts. I actually thought – there were times this year when they were, they should have gone to Minshew uh, just because I think he's the, the more NFL-ready quarterback in terms of throwing the ball and developing a passing game, even though he doesn't bring that element in terms of the run game. But we'll do more of that game later in the week with Ryan. The Jets right now, this is interesting. Jets right now own the fourth and fifth pick in the draft. So let's, let's just go through the draft here. The, the guys at the top, it's the usual suspects. It's the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars with the first three picks. After that, the Jets own the fourth and fifth pick. The Giants own the sixth and seventh pick. The Eagles own the eighth and the ninth pick, as well as the 14th pick. So uh, really bizarre. Some of those trades the Giants and Jets made really biting the other teams, the Jamal Adams, uh, the Justin Fields with the Bears. Uh, the Eagles made, made a few trades to get – those picks. So eight, nine, and 14 for the Eagles, six and seven for the Giants, four and five for the Jets. That's really surprising uh, that, that the Seahawks pick is actually ahead of the Jets pick. The Seahawks pick is the fourth one. The Jets is the fifth one, which is really bizarre, but uh, you know, an, an interesting draft coming up. Not a great quarterback draft like we know, but look, you'd still rather have the picks than not have the picks. So that's the NFL. Uh, just quickly on the Knicks. Good game last night versus the Nets. One-point game at halftime. Uh, exciting game. They fell way behind early in the third quarter, came back and lost in the final seconds. James Johnson got fouled, hit a pair of free throws to win it for the Nets. Like we mentioned, tough stretch of games for the Knicks, who are, you know, in the thick of it, in the thick of what's really a tough schedule. Uh, they had a good win Saturday night in Atlanta, maybe their best win of the year, in what was the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, really good win. They got buried Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving. They just got buried by the Suns, who are as hot as anybody. I mean, hotter than anybody. The Suns went all of November without losing, which is just remarkable in, in an NBA where night to night, you never know what you're going to get. So a uh, hell of a run here by the Suns. They might be the favorite, co-favorite here with the Warriors to get back to the finals. Uh, but the Knicks, they, they lose a tough one last night. They've, in this stretch, you know, beat the, Sun, uh, beat the Hawks, lost to the Suns, beat the Lakers without LeBron. So two and two in this stretch, the Knicks are now 11 and 10. Uh, currently the seven seed, they play tomorrow night against the Bulls and then Sunday, uh, Saturday against the Nuggets. So, uh, you know, right around 500, uh, I think they're going to spend the season trying to outrun the playing tournament. 
not sure they'll do so. To me, they're just, you know, kind of a middling 500 team. Uh, Kimba Walker out of the mix. He looks kind of shot, to be honest. It's tough because he was one of my favorite players in college. Uh, one of the great NCAA tournament runs. That Big East to, to NCAA tournament run in 2011 was just a great run. But, look, that's 10 years ago now. It's He played three years in college. He played a decade in the league. And, you know, smaller guards, once they play and they get this much wear and tear, they lose their quickness. And, you know, Kemba's game is all about his quickness. So, uh, tough to see. Thibodeau made the announcement that Walker will be out of the rotation. So, that's the Knicks scenario. The Nets win. They're 15-6. and six. They're the one seed at the moment, two game lead in the loss column for the one seed on wow, the Bulls. The Bulls are in second. So uh, good run here by the Bulls. Harden had 34 points last night. You know, I can't figure him out. He has these moments where he looks kind of shot, looks like he's lost a step. And then he has these moments where, you know, he looks really good. And like last night, scores 34 points, has a really good game. So, you know, with, with no Irving, the Nets are going to need a, a prime Harden to go with a prime Durant to win this thing. So. Uh, Nets win. They do not cover the line. I think the line closed at six and a half at Place Sugar House Sportsbook. So the Nets win, but the Knicks get the cover as the Knicks continue this tough stretch of games here. Uh, they will play the Bulls tomorrow. So that's the basketball. Uh, just look, a long season. We're 20 something games into what is an 82 game season. So a quarter of the way through the season, there's a long way to go, but got 21 games under our belt. We're starting to get a feel for some of these teams. Uh, so that's the next scenario. I, I just think they're going to have a hard time getting out of the plan. The East is a lot better than it's been. So that's the next scenario. The net, the Nets are going to be fine. Nets are going to win plenty of games. They are you know, headed for the one seed and their season's going to come down to what they do in May. Can they beat the Bucks? Can they stay healthy? Can they get Irving back? You know, can they make a move? But that's the hoop scenario. We covered the Jets, covered the Giants. Yankees still haven't done anything. Uh, hopefully next time we talk, maybe they've added a player, maybe Freddie Freeman. Uh, if you're the Yankees, you're not getting your hopes up because it's just been depressing, uh, their lack of activity. But we will be back later in the week with the City CityCast crossover with Ryan Rothstein. We'll do the Jets and the Eagles. We'll talk to you guys Friday. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. This is the New York CityCast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21, playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> <laughs> 